0: Hey, 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 this is the first episode of my new podcast, Sports Around the World. I'm your host, AJ Heimler, and in today's episode, I will be discussing the future of Russian sports. On the agenda today, we'll have the banning of Russia and Belarus from FIFA and the IOC. We'll discuss the history of Russia and Ukraine, give you an up-to-date information of the war that's happening in Ukraine. We'll discuss several uh, athletes in their social media posts from around the world and we'll discuss about other organizations' comments and then obviously the future of Russian sports. And like I said, this is Sports Around the World. Welcome back. And today I do have a a special guest. Her name is Rory Holm. She is a freshman, a freshman political science and economics major at Case Western Reserve University. Rory, I'd like to welcome you. Thank you so much for joining me today.
1: Hi. It's nice to be here.
0: Um so like I said, we like the war began about a week ago. Maybe a week and a half ago now. Um can you just give us a little bit of like the history behind like why Russia would want to invade Ukraine and then kind of just give us some up-to-date information of of, of the war?
1: Okay, I mean sure. It's a complicated past. Um obviously Ukraine was part of the USSR when That was around. Um, And they gained independence in 1991, but still have large portions of Russian population in Ukraine. So Russia, for a very long time, especially under Vladimir Putin, has argued that Ukraine was still part of Russia and kind of has hinted that they want to invade. Um, Specifically, there was a revolution in 2014 in Ukraine Um, that occurred after the current president at the time kind of got much closer to Russia. And as a result of that, both kind of the current democratic regime came to power and also Russia annexed Crimea, um, meaning that territory that used to be part of Ukraine then became part of Russia. That also started, well, not started, but kind of was a catalyst um, for the separatist movements in eastern Ukraine that really helped spur the current Russian invasion into Ukraine. As far as the current war goes, we are nearing on, I think, a two weeks tomorrow. Um, and it's, I mean, it's an ongoing conflict. Things are developing. Internationally, obviously, there's been lots of sanctions against Russia. Um, the big thing that's happened today is that the U.S. is going to ban Russian oil imports, and companies like Shells have said that they will stop buying Russian oil. And so this is one of the last really big things that connected Russia to the world economy. So we'll have to see how this plays out in terms of helping Russia advance, they have been making less military progress than they expected to into Ukraine at this point.
0: Thank you so much, Rory. Um, So obviously, there's a lot to just understand about the whole history of Ukraine and Russia. And uh, as soon as the war happened, there's everyone was like saying, Oh, my gosh, this is actually happening and people in Russia like the citizens of Russia they don't some of them don't understand that it's not like they think that they're getting attacked by Ukraine because of propaganda uh just that the Russian government has put on their state television so it's definitely it's strange to see how this is playing out and it's nice it's like really uh heroic for like the Ukrainians who are fighting to keep their country in my opinion um Going to like the sports aspect of things, it's very, very, very like interesting to see all these different organizations to see how they react to the world and how this is playing out. So in this past Monday, FIFA has announced that they were indefinitely suspending Russian representative teams men's, for men's and women's for the World Cup. And the World Cup is one of the biggest stages in the soccer football world. And the World Cup or for the 2022 for men, that least, were supposed to be in Qatar. Um, so, like, what's your opinion on that? Do you think FIFA made the right decision after uh, they said uh, that the use of force by Russia in its invasion of uh, Ukraine is, like, the appropriate way to suspend them?
1: Well, I mean, I suppose so, yes. I think all international sports organizations, when they ban Russian and Belarusian athletes, it isn't necessarily a huge like political blow to russia itself yes sports like soccer are going to be extremely popular among among their citizens but it's more of a kind of symbolic stand so when all the organizations do this it just adds to kind of the isolationist policies that a bunch of western and other countries are trying to um, inflict on specifically the kremlin Um, i do think there is some necessarily negative impact but like the russian athletes obviously it is not their fault that their country invaded ukraine so while it's in my opinion a perfectly reasonable decision i see how the actual impact on russian athletes could seem a bit unfair that said most ukrainian athletes at the moment are not serving and many of them or not playing sports, sorry. Many of them are now serving in the military to protect their country. So I think it's a logical decision to say Russia and Belarusian athletes, the people who are causing this problem, cannot participate until the country they are inflicting damage upon can also participate.
0: Yeah, that's um, I, I like that point because especially uh, there's this Ukrainian woman's tennis player, uh, Lena Svit- Uh sorry if I mispronounced that, uh, and she made an Instagram post uh, soon after this war started and she was supposed to um, face a Russian like tennis player as well in this uh, cup. And she stated that she does not blame any of the Russian athletes. They are not responsible for the invasion of our motherland. Moreover, I wish to pay tribute to all the players, especially Russians and Belarusians who bravely stated their position against the war. Their support is essential. So just seeing that there's like these athletes who are understanding that this is not their fault, but how they see that they won't face Belarusians or Russian players until they won't at least have their flags or symbols or colors or anthems um, being presented. So it's definitely interesting to see how even athletes are trying to uh, stand up, even if they cannot fight for the war, but also stand up for their, you know, their, neighbors and some of them are their family too because they have a huge like uh, family line um, so then let's go back to basically the summer olympics of i believe 2020 or 2018 i could be wrong um but we're talk, talk about the doping incident with russia so like this past winter olympics of 2022 that just concluded a few weeks ago they uh, had to go under the Russian Olympic Committee and the Olympic flag because of a doping issue. So do you think with the prior years of, you know, doping and then now this, like, what do you think, um, like, what else could these organizations do to try to prevent, um, tr- like, Russian, like, sovereignty, almost, in the sports world? Um,
1: do you mean, like, Russia misbehaving and breaking rules?
0: Yeah, that... Whatever, you just want to elaborate on that.
1: Yeah, sure. So I think there's been... Russia has a long history of doping. Most of the current issues, I think, started with the 2018 Sochi Olympics, which were held in Russia. Um, And so there was lots of falsified drug tests there for Russian athletes, so they were allowed to dope and then continue to participate in events. Um, I don't really know what the current like Olympic committee and things are meant to do. I would agree that like currently allowing athletes to compete under just a general, like the Russian Olympic committee is not actually an effective punishment to get them to stop both because they've continued. Um, If you look at the female figure skater in the 2022 Olympics that just ended. um, And so I think part of the important kind of thing here, looking at the Ukraine and the Russian relationship and the this war um is the idea that originally like the ioc said okay so these belarusian and the russian athletes can come and they can compete they just can't compete under their own national flag and then so they went from this decision that was essentially the same as the punishments that were made when the doping scandals took place and then they took it a step further by actually banning the athletes and i don't know if this will have an impact in the long term Um, as far as like Russia actually following the rules and continuing things. But I do know that like, I suppose that this punishment for violating Ukrainian sovereignty would be the ultimate punishment should Ukraine or not Ukraine. I'm sorry. Russia continue um, their past history of not following the simple sports rules.
0: Yeah, that's definitely, I, I agree with that one just because it's, you know how like, with the whole doping thing this past winter, these past Winter Olympics and then like the previous like Olympics, so it's just it's just something to play out, and we're hoping for the best for everyone. Um, so like I'm gonna go through a list of uh, sports that have been banned um, for mainly Russia. There's obviously some Belarusian sports that have been banned as well that are the same, but like other sporting sanctions include like archery, badminton, chess cycling, gymnastics, ice hockey, um, skating even, and then, like, volleyball, and then there's also biathlon. Um, so, out of, like, just naming a few of those sports, how do you think, like, not being able to cu- compete internationally, do you think these athletes will um, take on their, like, skill level and their ability to uh, fight for, like, the top tier, uh, like, skaters or, uh by athletes or anything like that
1: i mean well obviously if they're not allowed to compete they cannot win um so it will take like the russian athletes international standing goes that said i don't think it would probably impact their skills too much um athletes don't necessarily train in their home country and i know for example the figure skaters who do are probably still allowed to train there would be no reason that that would stop um for some sports, I think it'll have a bigger impact than others. Um, just because the Russian population has like follows the sports. So things like hockey, ice skating, um, chess is really big in Russia, things like that, the loss of Russian participation in that sport will probably not be real great for I don't know, the Russian populace, cause this is usually about propaganda and so if there's suddenly something that the Russian populace follows that their country is no longer involved in I think that will kind of show the severity of this situation to the Russians um not saying that's necessarily something they'll get to see depending on how the propaganda machine effectively functions um but I would say it probably won't have too big of an impact on the actual performance of the athletes but again I'm not. obviously a sports
0: expert of any kind yeah of course um so and like just the last question i think I we have is like the paralympic uh for the, the winter 2022 and winter paralympics are currently happening in beijing um obviously we've had uh, discussions with different like about having the winter olympics in beijing if it's even possible with covid and all that Um, but now with the war there's been several countries who are saying they will not compete in these Paralympics uh, with Russian or Belarusian athletes um, after they threatened just to basically not show up. Um, Do you think that the IPC or the International Paralympic Committee made the right choice on such a late notice to keep these two countries and their athletes from not competing at all or do you think they should have just put them under like a their like Olympic flag or a different name
1: well I mean I feel bad for the athletes involved obviously um that like going to the Olympics is this big thing and now not being allowed to compete is another kind of um I guess punishment for them that's really more something the state is responsible for um but i wouldn't necessarily think that it's a bad decision by the international paralympic committee to not let the athletes compete again it's really just another form of kind of symbolic isolation for russia it's not going to have that big of an impact in in stopping um the kremlin from invading ukraine but it just kind of is another world organization that would be renowned that denounces um putin and his invasion of ukraine but then again um i do think they waited to the last minute and that's not necessarily something that the committee itself can be punished for obviously the changing the situation is changing very very quickly and this was up to like the very beginning of the olympics when they started making that decision and i think they have to know that there's going to be some sort of international impact um i also think they're just in general it's a tough situation to be in but i think they made the right decision
0: yeah, I, I agree too. And the obviously the point of this whole episode is the future of Russian sports. What's your opinion on it? Do you think they will be able to compete in the next year? Do you think, it just depends on how long this war is, do you think it'll take several more years? Or do you think these sports are just going to be not able to happen under the Russian flag and the Russian name or Belarusian name and flag?
1: Ooh, um, I think... It's a little bit too early to tell. Obviously, I'm, again, no sports expert. But I would assume as long as the actual invasion of Ukraine continues and Russia continues to kind of escalate their use of military force, there will not be um, Russian and most likely Belarusian um, participation in any kind of international sporting event. I think at this point, when so many events have banned these athletes, it would be a big kind of statement for a certain sport to allow them to compete or to be the first one to kind of break that barrier I think in doing so you're saying that like what we previously did yeah that was good that was a show of force but if we let them compete now you're kind of getting rid of that and saying that what's happening is okay so I think as of now until kind of there can be some sort of resolution to this conflict um I would guess that Russian athletes will not be allowed to compete um, just because being the first sport that would allow that would obviously be a huge step and most likely be extremely negative on the world stage. I don't know that, again, we can predict how long this would go on for, though.
0: Yeah, I I agree with you on that, especially um, I think it all depends on how long this takes and if these potential like ceasefire agreements are going to like actually happen or not. Um, and obviously, we can tell they're not occurring right now, so... Um, I appreciate you for joining me today, Rory, and uh, we will keep you updated. And hopefully the war in Ukraine will hopefully be ending soon. Um, You just listened to my first episode of Sports Around the World. Have a great and wonderful day.